following is my conversation with Gary Nolan, a professor of English Renaissance literature at the University of Leeds in the United Kingdom. We spoke about the idea of a bee and feast, the role of the rear garden literature and more. Thanks for joining me, Gary. This show is produced in partnership with Apenses Forte Piano. Join the company and get a free stand. Visit apensesfortepiano.com and use the promo code artificial at checkout to get your free stand. Check out the Apenses Forte Piano YouTube channel for more like this. Thanks for watching. So Gary, let's start with hibernicism, just to give our listeners a little bit of a background. What is hibernicism? Hibernicism is a term that is sometimes used to describe the poetry and literary culture of the Irish and Scottish Renaissance, which ran from about the late 14th century until the 17th century. This period saw a flowering of Irish and Scottish culture, and particularly a flowering of poetry. And what is the role of the rearguard in literature? The rearguard or rearguard is typically the last unit of an army to retreat in order to protect the main body of troops. In some cases, the rear guard may also be responsible for guarding valuable supplies or information. In literature, the rear guard often represents a point of reflection or a point of view that is different from the main thrust of the work. So Gary, how does this kind of thinking influence Irish and Scottish Renaissance poetry? I think it influences Irish and Scottish Renaissance poetry because the poets who wrote during this time were very interested in exploring the role of poetry in society and in reflecting on the themes and ideas that were important to them. They wanted their poetry to be meaningful and important, and they thought that reflecting on themes and ideas that were important to them was a good way to do that. And do you think this type of thinking is still prevalent in English Renaissance literature? I think it is still prevalent in English Renaissance literature, yes. English Renaissance poets were often very engaged with social issues, and they thought that exploring these issues through their poetry was a way to make their voices heard and to talk about things that were important to them. So I think there's a lot of continuity between English Renaissance poetry and contemporary poetry, particularly within the context of social commentary. That's really interesting. So Gary, I wanted to ask you a question that's been on my mind for a while now. It's something that I've heard people talk about a lot, and it's something that I've also seen reflected in English Renaissance poetry. Yeah. And that is the idea of the bee and feast. Can you explain what uh, bee and feast is and how it plays into Irish and Scottish Renaissance poetry? Uh, bee and feast can basically be described as a celebration or feast that is centered around beans. So it's an interesting idea because it's sort of an embodiment of the everyday life that the Irish and Scottish Renaissance poets live. They were often very engaged with the mundanities of life, and they wanted their poems to reflect that. They thought that by exploring the mundanities of life through their poetry, they could show readers what life was like back then and how things have changed since then. That makes a lot of sense. So, Gary, could you tell our listeners a little bit about your work as a professor? What kinds of classes do you teach? I teach English Renaissance literature courses at the University of Leeds in the United Kingdom. These courses cover topics like Chaucer, Langland, Spencer, Shakespeare, and Milton. I also teach course on literary criticism and on medieval literature. That sounds really fascinating. So Gary, what do you think sets English Renaissance literature apart from other types of literature? One thing that sets English Renaissance literature apart is its focus on individual creativity and its insistence on innovation over tradition. This is particularly evident in poetry, where poets during this time were often very experimental and wanted to explore new ideas and perspectives. They thought that by doing this, they could create new works of art that were meaningful and important. That's really interesting. So Gary, do you have any closing thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? 
I think one thing that's important to keep in mind when reading English Renaissance poetry is that it should be read as part of a larger historical and cultural context. So readers should think about what the poems are trying to say and how they relate to the wider world around them. Ultimately, that's what makes English Renaissance poetry so meaningful and important. That's really interesting, Gary. Thank you for your insight. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to episode 17 of the Lexman Artificial Podcast. This week, we're talking about lauding rearguard Chisla Milos with Gary Nolan. Stay tuned for more great conversations like this one in the weeks to come. I'll leave it to Gary to read a poem for us. It's titled Coming Home From War. I come home unstained by blood, a hero coming home to find uh, my people besieged and starving. I save them with my sword, city in flames around me. Neighbors turned on each other, children screaming for their mothers. Uh, I go into the thick of it to save them all. 